Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. What an awesome God we serve. What an awesome church that we have. What an awesome worship team, awesome production team, awesome kids church team, awesome parking team, usher team, security team. All the teams, service directors, green room people. The church is so amazing. It's a living organism. We're moving, we're, we're doing things together. And the greatest thing that we can do as a, as a church uh, is stay united. And uh, where, there's, where there's unity, God commands a blessing. Um, two are better than one. Um, together we have much more power than alone and uh, I just want to commend all of you for being amazing people and um, do you guys see my jacket <laughs> if you don't know I got this from the Emerge team and uh it's, uh, it says, Pastor John, the Hammer Heinrichs. These are all the Emerge championships that we've, we've won in a row. And so, uh, it's pretty exciting. On the inside, it has my favorite verse, Luke 10, 19. It's pretty awesome. Um, and um, just thought I wanted to wear it tonight, you know? And um, I just love... Jimmy and Brittany King, just walking in and seeing your little belly, your little cute little belly. How many, how many more days, weeks, months, two weeks? Yeah, what's two weeks from today? New Year's Eve. Oh, let's go. Very cute, very cute. I love all the babies. Seeing baby Casey worshiping over here earlier, that was very cute. It's very cute. But let me, let's just stretch out our hands towards them. Father, we thank you for the kings. Lord, I thank you. Do we have a name yet? Rain, oh, gosh, I should have known you were going to have the coolest name. Little baby ranger. Father, I thank you for this great couple. Lord, I, th I thank you that... Um, children are, are uh, an arrow in our quiver and father it's a blessing it's a sign of blessing multiplication increase and i see you guys growing as a family uh, in numbers but also see you increasing in life in in business even in your um, spiritual maturity in your love for each other and your love for the things of god and your appreciation for what's happening in your life i see new favor coming on you when we have multiple kids, we need much favor. So Lord, I pray your blessing over them, your protection over them, your protection over a little baby ranger. Father, I thank you for a no complication birth. I thank you for a healthy baby. Devil, I break your power and I cancel any plan or scheme to disrupt 
the birth of this baby boy in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you for unmerited favor, undeserved increase. Because you're a good God who loves his children. So Father, we thank you for them. Bless them in this season. Is anybody else believing for a kid right now? Believing for a child? Yeah? Yeah? Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Let's pray. Come on, let's pray for, for blessing for all the other people with their hands up. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, that one of the anointings, one of the callings you've put on this church is life, is life, is reproduction, is new life. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just say life, life, life. Holy Spirit, you came on Mary and created life. I pray you'd come on these people, and Lord, that life would come. I thank you for healthy seed, healthy eggs, healthy life. We declare blessed is the fruit of every womb represented. Blessed is the seed of every man represented. Father, we thank you. Lord, that where there's doctors that have said there's no way, Father, we just say there is a way, and his name is Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So life comes in Jesus' name. Devil, we break your power in the name of Jesus. I come against generational curses, against these people, against these wombs, against these men and women. In the name of Jesus, we uproot you. I cut you off in the name of Jesus, and I declare and release life this day in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for testimonies of pregnancies beautiful little baby girls and boys and somebody's going to have twins in Jesus name everybody said amen amen man nothing is impossible with God come on do you believe nothing is impossible with God all we got to do is get with God the title of the series we're in is God with us he's with us but are we with him we got to get with him that's when the uh, miraculous gets unlocked. That's when legacy gets unlocked in your life. The title of this message is Legacy. If you want legacy to be unlocked in your life, all you got to do is get with God. He's already with you. He's already pursuing you. He's already waiting for you, arms wide open, waiting for you to turn around, waiting for you to destroy the idols that you've put ahead of him or next to him so that he could have all of you, because he has access to everything. Man, he's passionate about you. He died on a cross for you. Come on, he created an opportunity for you to have legacy in the natural and in the supernatural. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. Holy Spirit, I thank you for today. I thank you for legacy being released today. Lord, for people being awakened to things today. God, for people, I, I pray right now that if there are people here and you've been stuck, maybe you thought you've been doing all the right things, but there is something that you can't see. I remember a long time ago I was praying for this person and, and he had cancer and it was, it was terrible. He was he was on his last leg. They said he wouldn't live more than a few hours. And I went in there to pray, and, and um, he had a bowl next to him of, of blood. 
and I don't think he was a Christian. I didn't know the person. I just agreed to go pray for this guy in the hospital, and it was, it was just death everywhere, death everywhere, death everywhere. And, uh, and I remember I prayed for him, and I had, I had faith in everything, and I, I left, and, um, and the, the, the guy passed away probably that same day or the day after, and I was, I was uh, asking God, like, what, like, what happened? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, why did this person die? Like, you're the God of the impossible. Like, like what happened? And he said, he said, um, sometimes there are spiritual forces and things in play, like, that you can't see, like wind. You, you can't see it, but you can feel it. You don't know which, which, which way it's coming from, but you can feel it. And I felt something in there that I, that I, don't, I still don't know what it was, but there was, a, there was a wind. There was something that I couldn't see that was, that was affecting the healing of this, of this, of this person. And uh, I just feel to say that today there's, there's things that maybe if you're stuck, there's, a, there's, a, there's an assignment or, or, a, or a force or a wind coming against you that you can't see, but you know you can feel it. And you haven't been able to put your finger on it. Tonight, God's going to reveal it to you. And you're going to come up here at the end of this service, and you're going to lay it on the altar, and the fire of God is going to fall on your life, and you're going to be released from that thing. Father, I thank you right now that you're awakening people that you're opening the eyes of people, that you're opening our hearts and our spirits to the things, Father, that, that you see that we can't see. God, our desire tonight is that we would leave completely in alignment with the will of God and free to do the things that you've called us to do. Lord, we want to make an impact, a legacy, not only for us, but for our our children and our children's children. We want Awaken Church to leave a legacy in San Diego as the church that, that impacted culture, that changed lives, that transformed people. So, Lord, we, we lift you up today, and we elevate you above every idol that we've perhaps mistakenly even put beside you or, or put above you. We just say, idols, tonight you're going to fall. Tonight you're going to fall in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. All right, you can be seated for a few minutes. Punch somebody on the way down. So this last weekend, my wife and I got to go to uh, Mar-a-Lago in Florida. And... Um, it was for a Charlie Kirk event, and I'm, I got to tell you guys, it was great to be in the presence of a bunch of patriots, a bunch of America-loving patriots who aren't just spouting things off with their voices, but are actually investing in what's happening uh, in America to ensure victory in the next election. And uh, we were at Mar-a-Lago, so you can probably imagine who we're voting for. You can't say that in church. I just said it. Donald Trump, the next president. I'm sitting there in Mar-a-Lago and in this, in this extraordinary property, which, by the way, the, the, the courts are saying that it's only worth $18 million. I'm not sure if you're aware of this. On our way to the event, our Uber driver says, this is, this is what we call billionaire's row. And he said, this, this house over here was bought uh, by Estee Lauder. Someone bought it from them, tore it down to build a new house, and they paid $120 million, basically for the land. 
and they're saying that this perfectly manicured uh, estate is only worth 18 million. Anyways, I'm there and I'm sitting there and this has nothing, really nothing to do with my message. Um, <laughs> but regardless of how you feel about Donald Trump or if you're believing for another candidate or whatever, that's fine. But there's no other human being, I don't think, on the planet that could have taken the entourage of attack and hate and social media and, and lies and whatever and keep on ticking and fight back and be able to stand. People get mad at him because he says things that aren't nice. What would you say if the whole world, it seems like, was against you or whatever? Like, come on. Come on, but, but we're just believing. But it, it was great to be um, around, around all those people. I think America is in good shape. Um, Donald Trump was prophesied as a two-term president, and it's going to happen this next year in Jesus' name. He's going to pull America out of its slumber, back to the greatest country in the world, in Jesus' name. And we were there, and we met all these awesome people. One of the couples that we were talking to really impacted me because they're pastors in New York, and they said that, uh, um, uh, that they were the only church open. He's on the board of, of Charlie Kirk, TP, TPUSA. And they were like the only church open during this, uh, you know, during the pandemic times. And he said that the, this, this guy came to their church, and he was a guy dressed as a girl. And he was, uh, he said he just, I mean, obviously he stood out that their church isn't that large. It's probably a couple of hundred people. And so he was coming to their church, and they obviously noticed this gentleman um, uh, who was very, very confused. And, and they just kind of let him come to church. Obviously, everybody's welcome, you know, in the house of God, hoping and believing that, you know, God would speak to this, to this man. Well, eventually he, he kept coming and kept coming, and he's, you know, lifting his hands in worship, and, he, and, he, and, and, and they were just watching him continue to come to church, trying to, like, get his life right. And it was an amazing thing that they were saying, and, and, he, and he felt like he, he didn't want to go up to the person and say, um, what you're doing is wrong, or, or, you know, you're confused, or you can't do that in church, or, you know, you can't dress up like that in church, it's, it's not right, or whatever. He didn't feel to say that. He said he, when he went up to talk to him, he didn't know what he was going to say, but the Holy Spirit told him to ask him a question. So he asked him a question. He says, what would it look like if you were a father? And he said the guy was, was stunned and just kind of broke down, and that was the, that was the word that that tore down the wall so that he could then reach this, this gentleman. And he said now he's in church every week. He's part of their congregation. He's dressed as a man. He wants to be a father. He now has a vision for his life for the very first time. Still working stuff out like all of us, right? But now he has a future and a vision to be a father. I just thought that was so powerful. And what a question to ask instead of some people that would come and condemn somebody. Because God can, can change anything. He can do anything. And the reason this guy was, was, was he was in church, but he, he still had a void. Because he was living a life that was incongruent to the Bible. And so while he was trying, while he was trying, he couldn't get breakthrough until someone came and talked to him and gave him a vision for his life. That if you can live holy, if you can tear down that idol of, of gender, 
that you're worshiping over, over God. You're, you're elevating your identity over God. You're, you're confused. You've been lied to by the devil. If you can, if you can get rid of that and, and align yourself with the word of God, you're going to find your legacy gets unlocked. This guy now has a legacy in the kingdom of God. His testimony is going to help so many people because he chose to live a life now that is holy, that is righteous, not perfect. None of us are perfect, but he's choosing to live this life, and he's found that the power of God is hitting his life because he's made a behavioral change. He's tore down an idol that he was previously putting above, above God, and he didn't even know it. He didn't even know it. How is he going to know unless somebody tells him? He was obviously hearing wrong counsel. He was being lied to by the devil. There's a story in the Bible where Philip goes to this Ethiopian, a prominent man who's reading in Isaiah, and Philip says, hey, do you understand it? And he goes, how am I going to understand it unless somebody teaches me, unless somebody tells me? That's why we got to get people in the gospel, around the gospel because they just don't know. They're doing things. They think they're doing the right things, but they just don't know. But the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. So if you can just get people in the midst of the gospel, power can hit their life. At Twisted this week, the gospel will be preached in 80s music. Altar calls will be given. Hundreds are going to give their life to Jesus because they're around the gospel. And they're going to start living holy lives in Jesus' name. And they're going to see their legacies be unlocked. Matthew 1, to 23, Holy Spirit has come to, or the angel of the Lord has come to Mary and said, you're going to have a baby. And it says, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child or with God and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The reason God chose Mary is because she was a virgin. She was pure. So because she was pure, she was with child. She was with God. God is with us, but are we with God? Mary was with child, was with God because she was pure. She was a virgin. And God had to come through a virgin undefiled because he's perfect. And so he came. Matthew 5, 8 said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I'm trying to talk to you tonight about purifying our life, about tear, tearing down idols that we've, that we've um, elevated above God. Uh, I want us to be with God, because with God, all things are possible. But someone asked me the other day, what is my goal for 2024? And my goal, like, never changes. I want to have a higher level of devotion to God. I know that there's so much more in my life that can be unlocked with my devotion. I believe the level of your devotion will directly impact the, the impact of your legacy. It, like, like, we should be trying to live right. You know what I'm saying? Like, living right is cool, young people. Lead your friends. Lead your peer group. No, I'm not doing that. I'm devoted to God. Guess who's going to win in the end? Guess who's going to come to you in the end? Because you've shown yourself to be loyal to God, devoted to Christ. There was a young man 
and he grew up, his parents left him at a, at a very young age. He was an orphan. And he, he grew up in his early years in a Jewish Orthodox religious orphanage. He didn't know Jesus. He was in this Orthodox orphanage and abandoned by his, by his parents. And um, one day a nurse came into to the, um, to the orphanage and shared about Jesus to this young man. And this young man, for the very first time, I mean, he was in a religious orphanage, for the very first time felt something. He felt like a void that was in his life, even as a, as a young man was being filled, and he felt the love of Jesus. And from that day, I was 14 years old, he committed himself, he devoted himself to Christ. Ends up going to a, a Bible college. Ends up, they said, preaching like four times a week in all these different churches, even as like a, a, a late teen. Because he was just devoted. He was just on fire. God has got a hold of him. He knew for the first time as abandoned as a kid, now he had a legacy. Now he had a future and a destiny. And he was all in. He was all in. Later he gets, he gets a word from God that, that God wanted him to build an army around the world of, 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 of leaders, Christian leaders. That knew how to pastor and, and operate in the power signs and wonders and miracles. He was so powerful because he was so devoted to Christ that he would go to places, tens of thousands would come to these conferences and they would, uh, all these people would be getting healed. People would be coming out of wheelchairs, throwing away their crutches and their braces and, and to the point where hospitals would call the police and say, this guy's doing something wrong. This guy's doing like magic or witchcraft or something. All these people are getting healed. Like, what is this? He was so devoted and so powerful, even though he was abandoned as a child, he decided, I'm going to be devoted to Christ. So he's impacted millions all over the world. He's leaving a legacy here on earth, but also in the spirit realm. I was reading this story about how he was going into Africa. He was going into Africa, and all of these, and word got out in the kingdom of darkness. All these Satanists were like, oh my gosh, there's a man. That's powerful. That's created a legacy that's echoing in the spirit realm in another nation. And they said, there's a man of God coming to this region. And word got out and they said, do not come into this region for seven miles from wherever this man of God is going to be. So all these Satanists flee this region. And they wouldn't come within seven miles. And they said, they said, his devotion is so great, his power is so great, it's going to linger in this region for 21 days after he leaves. So don't even come into this region for 21 days after he leaves because you'll either die or you'll get converted. This man that, that started out as an orphan that now has a legacy around the world, that now he's so, he's so devoted, his power lingers even for 21 days after he leaves. That man is Morris Cirillo, who built the legacy center that we will move into. He's built a legacy because he made a choice to live a life devoted to Christ, and Jesus says, I can trust this guy. He's all in for me. He's all in. There's no telling what's on the other side of your all in. 
But maybe you're here tonight and you felt like you've been going all in, but you're not seeing, seeing the breakthrough. That's why I prayed God would awaken you. He would highlight something, whatever it is that's holding you back. I mean, in the Bible, Saul was going all in for God, he thought. And God said, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He was, he was persecuting the church. He was killing Christians. He was stoning people. He thought he was doing good because no one told him. So then he encounters Jesus on a road. A light shines around him, and Jesus says, why are you persecuting me? And I love Saul's response. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He immediately changed the way he was, he was thinking because he encountered God, and he, he took down the idol of religion, and he said, God, Jesus, what do, you want me to, what do you want me to do? So he gets filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Bible says immediately he starts preaching. Like everything can change immediately. God's a God of immediately. Can you imagine persecuting Christians your whole life, encountering God, and immediately you start preaching? Converting people. The same people you were, you were uh, coming against are the same people that were empowering you to persecute Christians. Now you've turned around and you're converting them. You're persuading them to come to Christ immediately. Tonight, things can change immediately for you. Even if you grew up as an orphan, even if you grew up as a Satanist, even if you grew up making mistakes or partying or whatever, Come on, most of us have done that. But you can shift everything and legacy can be unlocked in the spirit realm. Come on, I want to be dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. I want that legacy. That fires me up. When I come to town, I want devils to leave. Or if they don't, they die. Whew. But that doesn't just happen. There's a price to be paid. It's called devotion. It's called devotion. Even if we're living right, even if we think we're doing all the right things, you just, like stuff happens in our life, right? We get deceived in our life. I'm a, I'm a pastor, I've been a pastor now for, I don't know, 20, 12 years, something like that. Come to like four services a week. Pray pretty much every day, read my Bible pretty much every day, listen to worship music every day. Stuff happens. I still get lied to. I still agree with the wrong things at times. But everything can shift in a moment. A few years ago, I was, um, I bleached my hair. This isn't natural, sorry. The gray is, but not the, not the blonde. I bleached my hair. The problem was I didn't tell my wife I was going to bleach my hair. So when I got home, it was not pretty. You can find it on my Instagram if you want to look back a couple years. But I didn't tell, I didn't tell her. And uh, I remember people saying, man, are you in a midlife crisis? You know, because like the previous, th this was like in February, the previous November I bought a Tesla. You know, like 2020. Like the classic midlife crisis, you know, I'm 45 or whatever. And uh, I took a, a page out of my boy, Pastor Charles's book, and I said, no, I'm in a midlife advance. Midlife advance. My wife hated my hair, but now she likes it. That's why I still have it. Yeah, it's a little different now. It's a little orange the first time. It's a little weird. 
But I thought I was in a midlife advance. But then I, 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 at some point, for whatever reason, shortly after that, like in the summer of 21, I think it was, is I, I, for whatever reason, I started to agree with these lies. And I started to look at my life and, and I started to think like, man, my life is useless. I started to think like, God, you, you, I, I, I gave everything to you. When, when I got into ministry, I told my wife, I'm never leaving. Like if I say yes, I'm in. I'm all in, two feet, 2010. And I was like, God, I've done, I've done that. Like, I, I, I feel like I've gone all in. Sure, I have made mistakes or whatever, but like, I feel like I've gone all in and now my life doesn't line up with where I think I should be. By the way, that's a lie from the devil for all the fellas. Pastor Tom was talking about this at prayer a week ago. Every man thinks he should be further than he is right now. And if you agree with that, the devil will use that to condemn you and it will cause you to stay where you don't want to be. So I was like, God, I, I, I've given everything and now like, like I, was, I was starting to think that my life didn't matter and that what I had done didn't matter and that what I had done, anybody could have done. But yet I've done, gone in all in, and, but anybody could have done this. Who cares? I should have done that. There's a whole lot less weight not being a pastor. The spiritual weight of being a pastor is something you only know if you're a pastor. And if you're actually taking ground, confronting evil, there's a weight. And I would look at friends, people that I love, and I would start to be jealous of them. I would start to covet their life. Like, I could do that. They still get to preach. They still get to minister. They're still on the ministry team. They're still seeing people get healed. They're, and, they, and they don't have to deal with all the weight and all the stuff. And they're making more money. So I started to, like, despise my life. And I would wake up in the middle of the night and, like, with my heart racing. And I was like, God, what, what is this? And I was, like, depressed. And um, I don't think anybody outside would have known but I was in, inside, I was getting eaten up and, and the devil was just, was just um, running rampant with me. And I didn't know how to get out of it. I thought about selling everything and just moving to Costa Rica. Never even been to Costa Rica. But it sounded like a good idea at the time. And I would wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I could be so much further, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting all of these other people's lives on this as, a, as idols around me, thinking like, man, I could just do that. I'm looking to humans instead of, instead of God. I'm like, I want that life. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let your conduct be without covetedness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my help, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Because I thought God had kind of like left me. Like it started out on fire and then it was just like petering out. Because I was coveting all of these other things. And if you can't be content with what you have, you can't steward what you have. If you can't steward what you have, God can't increase what you have. Be faithful. Paul said, above all else, I've learned how to be content. If you're always looking, married people, the grass is greener over there. That's because you're not watering where you are. Be content with what you have. 
take care of what you have and God will increase you. So that's why you have to be content. You don't have to be, uh, uh, that doesn't mean you, you have to be satisfied or you can't be hungry for more. It just means you got to be content now so you can be faithful now so God can increase you. Because here's the truth. I had a wife that loved me. We were probably married, I don't know, 18 years at that point. A wife that loved me. I had a pretty cool house that I loved. I had three of the most magnificent children on the planet. I had enough money to live and go on vacations and do the things I wanted to do. I had friends. I went to the greatest church in the world. I had the greatest leaders on the planet. Like when you looked at my life from the outside, things were going pretty good. But yet I had agreed with this, with this lie. I, 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 was, I was out of alignment. God was with me, but I wasn't with God. And my life was inside in turmoil. Until one day I was reading the Bible. Thank God for a devotion life. I'm reading the Bible because I didn't know how to get out of this mess. And unfortunately, I wasn't talking to anybody. Sometimes as guys, we just internalize things, especially me. <laughs> The truth is I didn't really know how to communicate what it was because if you looked at my life, it was great, but yet I felt like I was a failure and everything was terrible. James 3.13 says this, if you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. That's what I felt. I felt like I was, I was jealous. I was coveting. I was self-ambitious. I wasn't content with what I had. And so all of this evil was happening. It's like I, I opened the door for the devil to come take advantage of me because I wasn't stewarding what God had given me. And so I was a mess. So when I read that scripture, I got out that morning and I went on my prayer walk. And I know I told this story before. I remember where, exactly where I was. There was flowers up on the right side of the hill that I would walk by. And I remember delivering myself from jealousy, from deceit, exposing the devil's lies. I literally felt a freedom come off of me that day because the devil was exposed that day. And I just said, in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of jealousy to get off my life. I began to declare that I, that I am who God says I am, that I am blessed that I am thankful for my wife, that I am thankful for my kids, I am thankful for my life, I'm thankful for my health. I began to repent from not being content and stewarding where I was, and it just, but I didn't know what it was until I read the Bible and it got exposed to me. There's been other times where I didn't think I had anything wrong and the Holy Spirit said, yeah, you do, you have this. Tonight, I want you to open your heart. I want you to open your mind and let the Holy Spirit point at something so you can be free. Come on, 2024, 
which is we're calling 2020 more. I can't take credit for that, but we want it to be more in 2024. So we're going to open up the altar. Why don't you stand to your feet? The team's going to sing a song in just a minute. There's a scripture in Deuteronomy 7, 5 to 6, and I'll end with this. God is bringing the Israelites into the promised land. And he says, if you want to enter the promised land, this is what you got to do. This is what you must do. You must break down their pagan altars and shatter their sacred pillars, cut down their Asherah poles, and burn their idols. For you are a holy people who belong to the Lord your God. Of all the people on earth, come on, of all the people on earth, the Lord your God has chosen you to be his own special treasure. He's declaring, you are a holy people. I've set you apart. So now go in and burn the altars, all of the pagan things, all the things not of, not of God. Reposition me as your Lord and your God, your refuge, and you will enter in to the promised land. You are a chosen people. You're a holy person. I don't care what the devil says. You're a holy person. You're a holy person. Don't beat yourself up. Behold, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. You're a holy person. Tonight, I want to give you the opportunity to come to the altar and release idols that you've put and elevated by God. Reposition him as your Lord and your God. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's your career. Maybe you vitalize your career or the fact that you work hard. I'm a hard worker. Maybe that's why there's no grace or favor on your, on your life because you're doing it all yourself. Maybe you need to put that up. Maybe it's exercise. Maybe it's men or women or getting married or not getting married or having kids or not having kids. What have you elevated? Maybe it's addiction. Maybe it's a substance. Maybe it's stuff you're looking at. What have you elevated? over God. Today as you come to the altar, I want you to burn those idols. Destroy those things. Realign yourself. Unlock a legacy in the natural and in the supernatural. Come on, we're going to sing Follow Fresh. If that's you and you want to come forward, you want to lay things down, I want you to come to the altar while we sing.
let's determine that this is the last time this idol is going to elevate itself above God. Because if you can just get with God, if it's godly, God will give you that thing you desire. When you delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. We have it backwards. We want this, and then we'll serve God. Serve God, and he will give you that. In the name of Jesus, right now, I come against every idol that has elevated itself above the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and I command you to bow your knee to the name of Jesus Christ. I come against agreements with lies in the name of Jesus, and I break contract with those lies in Jesus' name. I declare you are holy. You are chosen. You are a special treasure to God. I declare that money, addiction, substance, wrong thinking, fear. In the name of Jesus, I tear you down and I put you back in your place and I elevate in the name of Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, I thank you right now that you're showing us things. How do we become more devoted? How do we live a life that is more holy? Not perfect, but more holy. How do we leave a legacy? How do we leave a legacy, God? Holy Spirit, I pray you would burn every idol in Jesus' name. Devil, I loose your grip over these people in the name of Jesus. I forbid you to intimidate them. I forbid you to use past traumas against them. I forbid you to take advantage of them in Jesus' name. I forbid you to take advantage of those who don't even know that they're living the wrong way and the consequences that have come, and now you're condemning them. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus for those who love him are called according to their purpose. Lord, I thank you that we are looking, taking an inventory. And Father, I pray we would learn to be content with what we have, but that we would stay hungry for what you have. Lord, I thank you for men of God like, like Michael and Noah. Yeah, right there. These guys, Josh, all these young leaders, all these young men. Father, I thank you for the power of God on their life. Father, I thank you for the confidence and the certainty to live holy. Father, I thank you, Lord, that favor is on them because they've devoted their lives to you. Father, I thank you that they are pure in spirit and they will see God. And I just say the same thing that we were talking about earlier where maybe you should have thought you were there or here or whatever. God's saying, I got you. I got you. Be content with where you are. You can't change it, but together with me, we can do the impossible. Lord, I thank you for the impossible things becoming possible in their lives. And I thank you for the influence. I just see influence on you guys. And I want you to be confident that God is with you every step that you take. There's influence on you. And that influence is going to turn into increase financially. It is going to turn into relationships. It is going to turn into that. But it's the seeking of God. And then he adds all things to us, the Bible says. So, Father, I thank you for even uh, the ability to recognize how do we go deeper in Christ? How do we become more sensitive to the ears of God? 
So Lord, I thank you for them. And devil, I cut off any plan or scheme against them to cause them to falter or to question. In Jesus' name, I thank you for faith that moves mountains. In Jesus' name, over those mighty, mighty men. Come on, let's clap for Jesus right now. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.